Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 39 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I am Andy Stewart. How are you, man? I'm okay, thank you, Mitchell. How are you? I am pretty good. We have a lot to get through today. Yeah, we do. It's a pretty housekeeping heavy episode, but that's not to say that we're going to be skimping on any of the things that you've come to love and expect, <laughs> most notably Mitch's pitches. Yeah, of course, of course, of yeah. course. But yeah, a few things to get through, but we'll come to those. Yeah, so I would also say strap in. Yeah. This could be longer than the average. It's quite possible, yeah. yeah. Um, so to business, what have you been watching this week? A couple of things. Okay. Uh, hopped on to Shudder mm-hmm. and uh, checked out Horror Noir. Oh, okay. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Horror Noir is kind of history of black horror and uh, black people within horror. Kind of um, starting way, way, way back when kind of black people were played by white people and it was they were very much the villain all the way through kind of Night of the Living Dead and all the way up through Get Out to Now. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I really did. I thought cool. it was really, really, I thought it was an important documentary. I felt like I learned a lot, actually, a lot of stuff I didn't know. Cool. And I just thought, on the whole, really, really, really good. Now, I saw a few people talking about this through the week, and it looked like something that I really need to make time for. And if it's if you're learning a few things, then I'm going to learn a lot. Uh, just, it, it's just, it's fucking excellent, actually. Cool, um, cool. So, yeah. Horror Noir. Horror Noir, I would absolutely recommend. If you've got a Shudder account, hop on there and get it watched, because it really is pretty fucking interesting. Cool. Uh, anything else? Yeah, uh, I would say less successful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I finally checked out Shane Black's The Predator. Ah, okay. Yeah, ah, that's quite right. Uh, you're right to say ah. Uh, I'm reasonably critically reviled, if memory serves. It, do you know, it, it was one of those daft films that I kind of felt myself just watching and kind of going along for the ride for, but at no point in particular did I really find myself enjoying it. Uh. I'll tell you what my problem is with The Predator, Mitch. Okay. The first film's amazing, everybody mm-hmm. knows that, and I think that the creature of the Predator itself is amazing, mm-hmm. but I think the problem is no one knows what to do with it that's interesting. Okay, how how long do you think that this has been an issue? I would say it's been, a, it was already starting to be an issue, I think, in Predator 2, but, but I love Predator 2. <laughs> I think it's a fucking riot. The Alien vs. Predator films, I don't really have any time for. I do have slightly more time for Predators okay. than I do for The Predator. Right, right, right. I can't really sit here in good faith and recommend it. Okay, that's um, fair. I thought it was decidedly average at best. Right, okay. Every time I felt it was, I was kind of building up some goodwill while I was watching it, there'd be just scene after scene after scene of CG Predator, CG Dog, CG Blood, and I was just like, no. Yeah, kind of fed up. No. Okay. No. Um, speaking of major mishandlings of large horror properties, this week I watched Rings. Oh, <laughs> on, uh, on uh, Netflix. So Rings is a recent addition to Netflix. I'm not sure how recent, but I spotted it in there and um, I just watched it on Sunday night. Um, I really, really didn't like this film. 
at all. Wow. Okay. Um, I think that it's like maddeningly dull. Right. I think that performance-wise, it is almost across the board pretty ropey. Um, I think that it expands on the mythology in ways that are really unnecessary and just quite dumb. Uh, this was like an almost unqualified failure. Oh, I wow. really, okay. really hated Rings. I thought it was dreadful. Johnny Galecki's in this, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah. And uh, Vincent D'Onofrio oh, yeah. as well, yeah. um, who is one of the stronger links in uh, in a fairly flimsy chain. Can I ask what uh, D'Onofrio's doing in this? He isn't popping up like he does in Sinister, is he? Uh, he figures a little bit more in the story, but in terms of just pitching up and being an exposition delivery vessel, it is kind of similar. Oh, right, okay. No, he, he figures more in the kind of third act revelations than he does in that, but um, like I said, he's probably doing some of the better work in here, but that's not particularly high praise. I thought this was really, really poor, to be honest. I think the franchise is pretty hit or miss overall. You're quite correct. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I definitely. love the first one. Mm-hmm. A fair amount of time for Ring Zero. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the rest, uh, the rest can kind of get to fuck. Uh, <laughs> Rings definitely can. Like, I, 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 no, I, I really did. I had a lot of problems with it. Anything that you maybe liked a little bit better that you saw? Actually, yes. I. Ah, um, nothing's going to break your stride, sunshine. Exactly. Kid. Nobody going to slow me down. I uh, jumped onto Amazon Prime, a new edition there. Um, it came out in 2014, or at least it was 2014. I saw it, I believe, Fright Fest. Okay. So, this film, when I saw it at Fright Fest, uh, it's directed by John McNaughton. Right, okay. Who was there, which was right, cool. Right, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, the film was called The Harvest. Um, it is a kind of very, very dark kind of uh, family drama. Right. With kind of slightly horror kind of thriller overtones. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what you've got here is um, a kid who's kind of housebound. Uh, his parents are Michael Shannon and Samantha Morton. Mm-hmm. And he can't leave the house. And they are kind of like suspiciously uptight about pretty much everything that he does um he forms this kind of tentative friendship with this other kid in the neighborhood and it's pretty much just where that goes okay um this film i think is really good i had a good time re-watching it um i would recommend well, it's a good time it's really fucking unpleasant but it's very good <laughs> like i would recommend it unfortunately it's very easy to skim past on uh, amazon prime because it looks and sounds really stupid because it's been retitled can't come out to play <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the artwork for it makes the kid look like a demon child. Which is not the case. No, he's a regular kid who is housebound. Of the kind of shaky retitlings of things uh, that I've seen, oh it's comfortably, I think, the one that is both the stupidest and the furthest removed from what the actual film is. So <laughs> the film is on Amazon Prime, as Can't Come Out to Play, its real name is The Harvest. It's great, but it looks like it's going to be crap. <laughs> I would say uh, the same thing about The Mind's Eye being retitled Supernatural as Forces. Supernatural Forces yeah. for a British home uh, entertainment release. Also uh, not great. God-awful yeah. fucking title. Oh, um, really good film. Yeah, and the artwork on the box is fucking terrible as well. Again, the original artwork was great. Yeah, it totally cheapens the whole package, and it's the kind of thing, if you saw it in the supermarket, you'd just be like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, and, which is a shame. Yeah, and it looks like it's been designed for supermarkets. Absolutely, I think that that's true of a lot of things that come out looking kind of generic and kind of fall into those kind of traps. I think that a lot of it is just designed for people to just kind of sink a fiver into an Asda or something. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Uh, so if you see Supernatural Forces <laughs> anywhere, pick it up, because it is, in fact, the mind's eye and worth it yeah same like I say can't come out to play uh, deceptively stupid looking actually a very good film called The Harvest 
<laughs> Anything else? Uh, well, one. Ding, 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 ding. Rich, what's your chocolate worth? One hundred. I got one in. Uh, no, that's better than none. Yeah, I agree. Uh, jumped on the shudder and Sh- jumped on it where? Sorry. <laughs> Jumped on a shutter. Yeah, thank you. There we go. And uh, I watched The Changeling. Ah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, yes, um, precisely as good as everyone said it was going to be. I thought that this was superb. Yeah, it's really good. It's a great favourite of um, friend of the show, Sandy Gottrich. Mm-hmm. She's mentioned that to me quite a few times, so um, I finally got around to watching that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. It's like but one of the one of the best Haunted House films I've seen possibly ever yeah it is superb and uh, if you would like to own the changeling there's an amazing uh, second sight box set out just now of it oh uh, yeah on blu-ray okay uh, so if you want to pick that up it's available and well worth the 15 quid or whatever it is 18 quid mm-hmm. right okay so that concludes the viewing for this week and before we move on to the feedback uh we need to definitely take um, a minute out to address something that came up this week yeah it's uh amazing frankly yes uh yeah we have had um, a pretty big week in a couple of ways mm-hmm. uh this week but um one of them that we have to mention is um our pal tony constantine two-time mitch's pitches uh listeners submission winner um amongst other things yeah creator uh, of ron mince creator of ron mince and yeah. timothy rhubarb um <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tony uh, got in touch with us and has basically just kind of uh, offered to help us out in a couple of ways behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, which is very cool of him, but also off his own back, uh, we didn't really have any part in this, but he set up a Just Giving page for people to just donate to the podcast in general. Yeah. Which was a really cool thing for him to do. Amazing to, to kind of take that on himself to do that. Yeah, we were not ready for the response to this. No, it's been a wee bit overwhelming, to be honest. It has um, been. Um, Tony set an original target of 250 quid, and uh, that's now currently sitting at 470. <laughs> uh, which is unbelievable. Like, really, genuinely, genuinely, absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, and massive thanks to everybody who's donated, and to people who've shared it as well. It's just, it's extremely nice to... To know that we're doing something that people like, and it's quite validating. Definitely, and um, I think we should maybe just take a minute to thank everybody at the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll run through the full list of names at the end of the episode, just so we don't get bogged down in all that here, because there's quite a lot of you, and we do want to say thanks to everybody. Yes, uh-huh. Um, so... Yes! What have they been saying? It's feedback, and unsurprisingly... The lion's share of the feedback this week, uh, sitting with uh, Anaconda. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, big thank you to Jill yeah. for joining us there. That was an absolute riot. Um, so, before we get to that then, uh, have you got anything older than Anaconda to talk about? Oh yeah, I can go back a little bit here actually, back to pieces. Oh, interesting, okay. Uh, Saltired Popcorn got in touch oh, at yeah. Saltired Popcorn on Twitter, saying the downside of being so far behind in my strong, violent PC listening is just being so far behind with one of my favourite <laughs> podcasts. The upside? Just walk to the gym while laughing my ass off at the pieces chat. It's exactly what you think it is. pieces? Yeah. Cool, okay. How good's pieces? I know, I know. It's fucking brilliant. Thanks for getting in touch, though. Glad to know that we're brightening up your day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big thank you also to uh, James Plum, Mad Science Films, getting in touch. Um, He was watching Lawnmower Man this week, or at least he (laughs) he listened to the episode, and is now going to be picking it up, and just said that, in all seriousness, one of the best episodes so far. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. I had a lot of fun with that one, too. Yeah, and a thanks to Austin for uh, clearly adding to that. Mm, Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got something 
on Street Trash here from Mr. Darren Gaskell. Okay. He's just saying that uh, the Sunshine Kid, which uh, to anyone who listened to last week's episode that saw the kind of introduction of the Mitchie's thinking theme, the Sunshine Kid. <laughs> uh, and Darren's just saying that uh, the Sunshine Kid would really fit as musical accompaniment for the worst excesses of Street Trash. <laughs> <laughs> fair shout. That's fair. Um, in terms of the specific films, most of my remaining stuff is on uh, Anaconda. Oh, I do want to take a sec, actually, um, to say hi to uh, Caitlin Downs, Scared Cheapless on yes. Twitter. Getting in touch. Um, last week in the What Have You Been Watching segment, I recommended Eye Origins. You did, yeah. Um, which aired on Channel 4 in the early hours of Thursday morning. And uh, Caitlin recorded it. Right, okay. And watched it. Or at least she certainly watched it this week. And um, so she said, uh, thanks to the recent wreck on Strong Violent PC, I'm about halfway through Eye Origins. It's already ruined my day, but it's super fascinating. Having to switch off for now and watch the rest after work, but I'm really looking forward to it. And then came back later and just said, thoroughly enjoyed that. Really compelling and definitely a lump in my throat by the end. I spoke at length about how much I love that film. Yeah, she did so. Last week, especially the ending. Uh, it's, I'm really glad you enjoyed it, Kaylin. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, Eye Origins. It's great. Love it. Get it watched. Excellent. So... Anaconda then. Anaconda. Uh, the feedback section exploded. <laughs> We've had to trim quite significantly here, but diving right in with a new person. Oh, a new person alert. Hello there. Hello, Craig Wagner at Craig86. I was very much there for the late 90s killer reptile we want some of that Jurassic Park money boom of Godzilla, Anaconda, Lake Placid and a film that we've touched on which I haven't seen, Komodo. I also haven't seen Komodo. I am definitely going to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I would definitely include Godzilla in that. Um, And even though I haven't seen Komodo yet, I guarantee it's better than Godzilla with Matthew Broderick for some reason, Jean Reno. That's probably true. (laughs) Um, Another new person alert, actually. Bachman at Stephen M. King on Twitter. If it wasn't for this movie, I would have never known that not only do wild boars go with their tusks, they also go for the eyes. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Just as uh, apes go for the genitals. Yeah. And the face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Dave Malcolm at Random Elements taking us to Trivia Corner. All right. Um, just saying uh, the sequel is set in Borneo where there are no anacondas, nor is there likely a fountain of youth or a blood orchid. Uh, <laughs> Fair shout. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely want, I definitely want to see it, though. <laughs> um, a few people get in touch on Instagram uh, after we announced it. Uh, Paddy Bass on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, excited for this episode. Raiders of the podcast. If you don't use this as an excuse to finally spice up the show with some Sir Mix-A-Lot tunage, then I don't even know who you are anymore i also expect at least one john voight impersonation so we delivered on one of those two things yeah and i was concerned about any legal rights uh, so what i did do was put a little child song called green anaconda in there and if you want to hear the song in its entirety you can find it on you <laughs> <laughs> uh, matt mercer got in touch off the back of the announcement that jill would be joining us to do anaconda just saying oh that's a great choice it really is a great choice good to hear from matt as well yes um mark the davy is getting in touch just saying yes love jill she's definitely worth following on instagram which i also agree with mm-hmm. a lot of great stuff and you can find her there at jill six at jill six you can with two yeah. x's <laughs> um i have a couple more on anaconda but they're very specific and it's about um it's something that we discussed at length in the episode all right okay. which is the leer Ah, <laughs> yes, the famous Lear of Paul Saron, yes. a.k.a. John Voight. Yeah, the, the, the central Lear, the centerpiece Lear. Um, Barry Norman called this Lear of the Year, says Sheridan Not at Not Say on Twitter. And Keelan Patrick Burke gets in touch as well just after we posted the gif of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just saying, freaking King Lear. <laughs> I would like to know what else was in contention for Lear of the Year in Barry Norman's list. <laughs> yeah, I'd quite like to know who the other nominees were. <laughs> 
um, have you got anything else on Anaconda? I do not. Okay, cool. In that case, um, touch on one thing really quickly. Um, we did have a couple of people getting in touch with Ron Mintz fan art this week. Oh my god. Uh, which was really by turns uh, funny and nightmarish. Um, <laughs> uh, both of them were pretty terrifying. Tony himself, Tony Costanti, got in touch with one. And also, we had a sketch from uh, Kim Morrison. Yeah, Wicked Sister 69. Um, mm-hmm. And Tony chipped in saying, as the creator of Ron Mintz, I endorse this creative interpretation. I especially enjoy his microwave mallet hand. <laughs> um, and you can find all of those on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all there. Yeah, and then moments uh, before we started recording, the Shake72 got in touch with a photo of some mints uh, that appears to be screaming. <laughs> uh, which is just wonderful. Presumably Ron himself. The cult of Ron rages on. I love it. Right, I do have some remaining feedback. Right, yeah. I think that we all know what it's for. It is once again time for Mitch's Pitches. If you're not familiar, where have you been? <laughs> Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. While we're recording, Andy will send a picture to my phone. It will be a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He will Photoshop out the title and the tagline and leave just the image. We'll post that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so you can guys can take a look at it as well. Basically, my job will be to describe the image to the best of my ability and give the film a title and a synopsis. <laughs> And of course, we'll be looking for your suggestions also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's fair to say the listeners uh, roundly trouncing you of late. Uh, yes, we have some had some uh, incredibly high standard pitching. I'll be recently. expecting a lot from you this week, Mitch. Well, this week is uh, no exception in terms of the high class uh, listener suggestions. Go on, I can't wait so, for this. Again, uh, you might want to just, uh, if you've got your phone there, you might want to take a look at Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Um, look at last week's image, which was... The Nest. The Nest. Yeah. So I repurposed the nest as die on the wings of love. <laughs> um, I'm guessing other people had uh, other ideas, Mitch. You are quite correct, yes. Um, so a fair few here. Uh, Kim Morrison again. Uh, putting the bug in BDSM, it's Fifty Shades of Prey. Oh, I like that. Not bad, not bad. Boz uh, Bozialone. La Cucaracha by the Neck He Gotcha. <laughs> Is that title and tagline? Um, I'm going to go with yes, uh, because they're, they're separated by comma. Uh, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's I pretty like good. That, I like that a lot. That tickles uh, me. <laughs> uh, Natalie Sinclair, Mama Roach. Oh, no. um, Alexis Donnelly, Ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Her fetish for bugs has grown out of control, so the bugs take their revenge. Their deadly, sexy revenge. Oh, oh I like this. Um, I like where this is headed. Uh, Freda Pertorabo getting in touch on Facebook with, uh, Honey, I turned the kids into giant bugs. Uh, Tony chipping in with the tagline, Another science cock-up. <laughs> Just can't resist. Um, we had uh, Mark the Davies on Instagram, Cockroach Yoga. Yeah. Uh, Hanny underscore Ray on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Downboy. Right. Emily's in for a world of pain when her mild-mannered Labrador is transformed into a vicious dog-sized cockroach in a freak accident. Tagline, making Cujo look cuddly. <laughs> Pretty good going, I think, as well. Yes. Uh, Dennis Extra Arthur and Jessica realised that meeting people from Tinder is not a good thing. She should have swiped left, but ended up swiping right and left furiously as Carl Cohen the cockroach went for the throat. In Insectivist <laughs> Insights. What was it called? Insectivist Insights. <laughs> Quite into that. And finally, Tony Constantine. Oh, good lord. Okay, defending his crown. He was the man who had everything. A good job, an athletic wife, and a wonderful sideline in amateur dramatics. 
But during a routine visit to a meatpacking facility... Wait a minute. Government health inspector Reginald Crisp is caught in the wave (laughs) of a seemingly senseless meat-induced massacre on the factory floor. Now inexplicably resurrected as the thing he hates most, but still with a song in his heart, Chris will not rest until he gets revenge on Ron Mince <laughs> and wins back the love of his life in 1983's ill-advised musical sequel, Flaminion 2, Bugs Prey. <laughs> the stakes are high as Ron is about to meet his match. Oh you can God. guess the spelling of steaks and meat there. Yes, I can, yeah, sure. Featuring the classic songs Slaughterhouse Surprise, Requiem for a Roach, and That Woman Now Has a Giant Cockroach. Right. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. I'm. I'm really worried for Ron. Uh. Yeah. Ron's in peril. And actually, it's worth mentioning that uh, when Tony uh, posted this, immediately there was uh, replies being like, "You can't kill off Ron Mince." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um. So. Um, <laughs> A lot of really good stuff this week again. Yeah, do you know, I'm not going to give it to Tony this week. Okay. Because I preferred Alexis Donnelly's. Oh, um, uh, Ladybug. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Yeah. I also I also like La Cucaracha by the Neki Gotcha. <laughs> Alexis Donnelly, congratulations, you win nothing. nothing. So, that so. concludes part one of Mitch's Pitches, which is kind of a beast unto itself these days. It's blown my mind, quite yeah, frankly. Spiraling out of control. But it is time, once again, for my attempt. Are you ready for this? Hit me. Image Unbound. (laughs) (laughs) There's a fair amount going on here. I know I've kept it quite uh, simple the past couple of weeks. This is fucking wild. But there's quite a lot going on in this one. I think you'll agree. This is great. Okay. Nice. Right. Okay. Here we go. Um, so the background is kind of a pinkish purpley colour. Sure. It's, yeah. a, it's kind of fairly indiscriminate. It's just a background. Reginald Crisp wouldn't be happy with this meatpacking facility. Sure. Or uh, whatever it is. Uh, because there's a giant mincer in the middle of the, f- of the, middle of the frame. Uh-huh. Which appears to have humans fed into it. Because that's a very human looking arm that is reaching up out of it, covered in blood. And gripping onto the rim. Oh, there's also, yeah, there's also another bloodied hand uh, gripping onto the rim. Also, there's some meat coming out of the mincer onto a conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. So that's all fine. Um, <laughs> we have a, a woman in a nurse's uniform in a state of some distress. Um, a cat is lunging at her throat from across the conveyor belt. Um, meanwhile, another cat is at the front of the conveyor belt looking directly at the viewer. Um, also in the background, for some reason, there is a man who appears to be in a long purple robe with uh, brown curly hair and a beard who is holding a... Oh, it's a dead person. It's a dead person. I thought it was just an indiscriminate sack, but it's a dead person because I can see two human feet. That's slung over his left shoulder. I feel like you moved on very quickly from the cat in the foreground. The cat in the foreground is really menacing looking. I quite like it. <laughs> it's a black cat with yellow eyes. It's snarling. It's got blood on its teeth and on its paws slash claws. This is a very busy image. <laughs> I like it quite a lot. It's really good. I think that I think that the fact that it's in a meat plant is a uh, bodes well for next week. <laughs> Can I just say that my favourite thing about it is the cat flying across image? Yeah, I love how furious the cat looks. It's great, <laughs> and it's like tiny. It looks like a little kitten. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Completely unthreatened. Rather cute, and uh, yeah, uh, that woman doesn't seem to agree. Wow. Right. I will definitely need a moment. Well, you know what that means then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucking love this as well. <laughs> Sing along at home. Make up your own words. 
You know, that music does help me think. Does it? I think so. Right. Okay. Well, you can be the judge of that, because I think I've got this. Oh, okay. Right. I'm just going to run them together. As, as, I... as has become a tradition? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. When Janet takes over as the cafeteria cook at Pause for Thought Pet Food Incorporated, something doesn't seem right. The company's practices are shrouded in secrecy, and she can't help but wonder if whatever is going on in there has anything to do with a phenomenon of cats turning feral across the country. Who or what's in the cat food, and can she shut down production before it's too late? Find out in 1984's I've Got a Bad Feline About This Place. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you absolute monster. <laughs> Do you know, you could not be closer to the synopsis oh, of this film. really? You could not be closer to the synopsis if you tried. Go on. So we're going back to 1971. Okay. Which so, might be the oldest film that we've done on a Mitchie's Pitch so far. I would say that's true, yeah. Um, and it's The Corpse Grinders. The Corpse Grinders. Yeah. Okay. Synopsis. <laughs> when the Lotus Cat Food Company finds itself in financial trouble, the owners decide to find a new cheap source of meat, the local graveyard. Only one problem. Soon cats develop a taste for human flesh and tabbies are tearing out throats all over town. Holy shit! I, I mean, I basically <laughs> got that right. You more or less did. Aye, I'm claiming the point for that one. I'm delighted. So you have one point. <laughs> <laughs> Out of a possible 43. Okay, so not I've got a bad feeling about this place. No, no, no. It is, in fact, the corpse grinders. Yeah. The corpse grinders. Okay, that was a good one. I'm looking forward to hearing what all you guys do with that oh, one. Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. Um, although I feel, now that I'm thinking about the image itself, I feel that I've baited Tony Constantinou into uh, Flaminion 3. Flaminion 3, some more mince-related uh, storylines. Yeah, it, d- it does feel like a deliberate move on your part. Well, there's also mince quite clearly visible in the image. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. But that does conclude Mitch's Pitches for does, another yeah. week. Now, this is the part of the show where we would normally have a wee jump ahead to let you know what was going on on Friday. And while we're still definitely going to do that, time for some housekeeping. And I would suggest taking a little note of what's coming up here because we're about to hit you with some important dates, films and guests. We sure are. So if you have been tracking us on social media, keeping an eye on things, you'll have noticed the fact that we have been talking about the fact that we've been working on Arranging Another Live show. Yes, and we have done that. It's arranged. Yeah, everything's in, in place. It's all, it's all ready to go. Thursday the 28th of February. That is, of course, the opening night of Fright Fest Glasgow. Yep. It's going to be in Glasgow. It's going to be at McFab's. Henry's going to be free. Yeah, we did think, are we going to charge people for this? But I think after the Just Given thing happened earlier in the week and everybody being so generous, we thought, fuck it, no, we'll make it free. Absolutely, yeah. However, the room that we're in is small. Yeah, we're talking 30 seated and a handful standing. Yeah, so as a result, even though we're not charging for this, we do need to do some kind of like ticketing. Just to make sure that we're not uh, contravening any fire regulations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what we're doing is we are running kind of online ticketing through Eventbrite. Yep. And that's going to go live on Friday morning at 10 o'clock. Also worth mentioning, it will be early enough that if you are planning on attending the opening night of Fright Fest, obviously Lords of Chaos being the opening film, mm-hmm. you will be able to do that with time to spare, uh, which is good for us as well because we are both also going. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we don't want these, uh, these Lords of Chaos tickets going to waste. So yeah, if you want to do both of those things, you'll have more than enough time to do that. Yeah. And uh, we should probably tell you a little bit about what's actually going to be happening. Yep, um, I don't know if you've ever heard our previous live show that we did at Celluloid Screams, where Mr. Andre Gower from the Monster Squad and Wolfman's Got Nards joined us to discuss Starship Troopers. Yeah. It's going to be very similar to that. However, this time uh, we will be joined by a previous guest. Mm-hmm. Mr. John McPhail, director of Anna and the Apocalypse, will be joining us live to discuss... 
Well, it's Sleepaway Camp. It's Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. And John, of course, you may remember him from our Halloween Season of the Witch episode. And that was a great time and really looking forward to getting John back to do this. But yeah, so 28th of February, McFab's in Glasgow. Free event. Yes. Us, John McPhail, Sleepaway Camp. It's all you need to know. <laughs> it's not all you need to know because we will have stuff to give away courtesy of our pals at Arrow Video. Once again. Yes, and huge thanks to the guys at Arrow for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we will, of course, also have a live Mitch's Pitches. <laughs> Yes, we will, sir. So Friday at 10am, we'll be sharing the link everywhere, uh, letting you know how you can uh, get your places reserved for that. Yes, indeed. And if you listened to last week's mini-sode, you will know that we are also about to announce the filming guest for the Listener's Choice episode. Now, we have been looking for your suggestions on the Listener's Choice episode for quite a long time now, and we have had some incredible submissions. We have indeed, and massive thanks to everyone who uh, sent in submissions, whether they were good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we did, in the interest of impartiality, we chopped them all up and we put them in a hat, and I drew from the hat. Andy, tell the people. Well, uh, the winning suggestion came from Dr. Lauren McIntyre. Okay. And the film is wild. Truly wild. For a minute there, I thought you meant wild, as in that film where Reese Witherspoon goes hiking to find herself. And I was like, not, that's not fit for purpose. It is not that. <laughs> uh, but what it is, is Howard the Duck. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we will be joined for that by another previous guest. Definitely. You may remember him from episode two, The Adventures of Buckery Banzai. Yeah, Mr. Billy Kirkwood is returning to talk Howard the Duck with us. Uh, that episode will go live on Friday the 1st of March. Yeah, yeah. So um, thanks to everybody that got in touch with that. But yeah, Lauren McIntyre's suggestion uh, coming out of the hat first. Uh-huh. Howard the Duck. That's One more ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's that stuff done. Okay, that stuff's done and out of the way. Let's look at this week, Mitch. Yeah, let's do that because this week's going to be fun. So guest first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as is also tradition, Mitch. Yep. She is the brains behind the blog Lucy Goes to Hollywood. Yep. It's Lucy Bouglas. Yes, indeed. And which film has she chosen? Oh, man. Now, I feel like this one uh, is going to be a little trickier to defend. Okay. We're going back to 1983 here. Right, right, right. A 3D nightmare. Okay. uh, Perhaps in more ways than one. (laughs) It's uh, Jaws 3. Jaws 3. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Entering what we now have a kind of subset of episodes about Jaws. Yeah, I uh, I did say during our Jaws the Revenge episode, I've got a bit of a soft spot for this, but we'll see how that holds up because it's been a little while since I watched it. I've never seen it, so um, I'll have that. To, I'll have that oh. to look forward to this yes, week. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, Mitch. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, Friday morning, Lucy joins us to talk Jaws three. That's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait for this. In the meantime, get in touch. Loads of ways to do that. Facebook and Instagram. We are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC, and you can email Strong Language Violent Scenes at gmail.com. That's right, Mitch. Andy, where can people listen to the show? Heaps of places, sir. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Acast, TuneIn, Stitcher, and, of course, Podbean. Those splendid guys and gals at Podbean. They are great. Yeah, they really are. And uh, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. That'd be awesome. That would be smashing. Yeah. So we'll be back Friday. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget that it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. Hang around after the music for all the thanks to everyone who donated. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean.
So without further ado, here is a list of people who have been amazing and donated to the Just Given page. We absolutely love you. Please, please continue listening and sharing and just being amazing. Kicking off with Tony himself saying, let's do this thing. Tony, thank you. Stephen Porter, thank you, Stephen. Stuart Spark, director of Book of Monsters and previous guest saying, love this pod and love the chaps behind it. Make no mistake, Stuart, we absolutely love you too. <laughs> Feelings mutual. Kim Morrison says, for brightening up my Monday mornings at work. Kim, thank you very much. Donna Cadger, thank you, Donna. Laura Bynan saying, good one, Tony. Thank you so much, Laura. Danny, to assist with Mitch's contentitis. Thank you so much, Danny. Uh, Leanne and Jamie saying, gone your cell, boys. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Anonymous donor. Ooh. Mystery money. Mystery money. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy Warbucks. Uh, Michael, because I never want to hear Mitch advertise Squarespace. Neither do I. Thank you, Michael, for your donation. James Henry. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, David Jim. Shakes. Thank you. Another anonymous donor, this time saying, keep up the good work, mother fudgers. Uh, Jennifer Farr. Jennifer, thank you. Barry Delgano. Mitch and Andy have given me hours of oral pleasure. Here's to many more. Barry, <laughs> thank you. Another anonymous donor. Thank you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Yeah. Darren Gaskell. We are all Ron Mince. <laughs> Darren, thank you so much. John McPhail. Ah, John. Director of Anna and the Apocalypse and soon to be the guest at our next live show. Thank you so much for your donation. Heather Ritchie, thank you very much. James Duffy, just a wee donation from myself and Keech to get you over the line. Keep up the great work, fellas. We are all Ron Mince. Ah, we are indeed. Thank you, James. Matthew Cook, thank you. Mark Joss, thank you. Timothy Rhubarb, <laughs> uh, himself, <laughs> dipping into his uh, into his pockets, if Timothy even has pockets. Who can say? Who can say? Uh, ZB, this is on the occasion that Andy never recounts his first masturbatory experience ever again. I cannot promise that. <laughs> Thanks, Eves. <laughs> thank you very much. Meryl Anderson, thank you. Alexis Donnelly, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you, Alexis. Ron Mintz himself. Yeah, Ron. Ron Mintz digging into his pocket. Um, with his uh, microwave hand. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we launched his career. We did launch his career, and the hope would be that the next time we get a donation from Ron Mince, it might be a little bit uh, meatier, yeah. shall we say. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, 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 that's a free one. You're welcome to that. Thank you very much, Ron. <laughs> Another anonymous donor here. Thank you very much, whoever you are. Mystery person. Uh, yeah, reconcile. Keep it up, boys. Love from down under. Thank you so much for your donation. Alison Garcia, looking forward to Glasgow Fright Fest. Ooh. Thank you for donating. Dennis Extra Atherton. Dennis. Dennis, thank you so much. Dennis saying, thanks for setting this up, Tony. My favourite thing about Mondays is certainly Andy and Mitch. Big love from me and Extro. Awesome. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank very you, kind. Dennis. And thank you, Extro, presumably. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Robert Gibb, thank you so much. Guys, 33 of you. Unbelievable yeah, stuff. Yeah, this was just absolutely lovely. And uh, we are genuinely flabbergasted and like over the moon at everybody's generosity. Thank you so much. We are going to keep doing this and we're going to keep putting them out for free. And as long as you guys keep listening, then we'll keep doing it. And I guess that's kind of... That's really it. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye, guys.